I'm possibly dating myself by saying this, but I love that song, The Warrior by Patti Smith. I felt so badass when I listened to it. Granted, I was a tween, but the strength I got from Patti Smith's vocals made my middle school days tolerable. That said, my biggest issues back then were feeling completely overwhelmed by math, not existing in the eyes of the popular kids, and being annoyed that I lived in the boondocks where nobody's parents wanted to drive to. I mentioned in episode one that I never viewed myself as a warrior or fighter. The truth is, I've seen myself be a warrior in the past, but I was always kind of angst-driven when I was pushed up against a wall or when someone I loved was being threatened. When I was 12, Tammy Merkel was bullying my childhood friend, Janie Bunch, and my 12-year-old inner Wonder Woman told her where to go. I then got punched in the stomach, but I did it. I told her to pick on someone her own size. Come after my family, and I will come after you. I can step it up under pressure, even if it sucks and I don't like it. Need a 100,000-word e-learning project voice quickly? I'm your girl. When I waited tables in my 20s, I was as calm as can be when the restaurant was slammed. Dealing with crisis, whether it be a challenge my son's facing in school or an overbearing machismo-type boss, I got it. Barely, but I'm there and dealing with it. Here's the thing. Even though I can be tough in those types of situations, I don't really think of myself as strong. Hmm. The descriptor words I heard growing up were Little Tina Bina, Dainty Tina, or Precious Tina. It's as if I was some sort of porcelain doll that could easily break, and in turn I would have bouts of emotional breakdown to live up to that. Probably more than words I heard, it was the actions around me that helped write this internal story. In kindergarten, my grandmother watched me after school. It was the best and probably the most impactful time. Inside my grandmother's house, I felt protected. I was treated like a treasure. There's a comfort to that. However, I always had this urge to go outside to find adventures. I can recall getting the message, act like a princess daily. My aunt, who lived nearby, would actually say that when she'd visit. I'd be sitting at the dinner table, forgetting to put the napkin on my lap and woofing down my meal so I could get back outside. Tina Bina, where's our little princess? Before I could go outside and play with the kids that lived on my grandmother's block, I had to do my homework and color with her. God knows why she had me coloring, but it was a must before I could go exploring. I'd impatiently color aggressively and be gently reminded to color in the lines. Ugh, those goddamn lines. When I eventually got outside, I felt a sense of empowerment and excitement. I remember finding a dead bluebird and wanting to give it a proper burial. I wanted to protect the bird, even if it was dead. Looking back, I think we can all probably connect to wanting protection like my grandmother wanted to give to me, and also wanting to protect, like I wanted to give to the bird. My parents weren't so big on referring to me as a princess, but what they didn't say implied something. I remember watching the kids in my little country subdivision climb on the neighbor's forklift, which they had for some work they were having done in their backyard. 
My parents were adamant that I could not do such a thing. They'd say, you'll fall off and get hurt. Even when the neighbor was there watching the kids and allowing them to be on it. Okay, looking back, I can see where my parents were coming from. I guess it's a little nutty to have a bunch of 10-year-olds pretending to drive a forklift. But at 10, I took it to mean I'm not strong enough. I remember being in fourth grade and having a race in gym class. I beat all of my classmates except one boy. When it was time to do relay races against the other classes, I was voted to represent my class. I got creamed by all the other classes in the race. My teacher looked at me and said, I thought you were supposed to be a fast runner. Nice. It felt as though it was my fault that one day I was a fast runner and the next day I was not. Maybe strength is an individual thing and should not be compared to others. Beyond physical strength, I suppose I had mental strength, but I never felt it at the time. Today, my learning style would be labeled ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, but back then it was Flighty Tina or Spacey Tina. I'd get quickly flummoxed with my homework. My father had no patience, and my mom, well, I think she felt sorry for me. So half the time, she'd finish the work for me. I see now where these experiences and messages helped fuel my thinking. Is there a strong Tina? Does she even exist? These are the questions that are floating through my mind. People are telling me I'm so strong and I'm their hero. Ha! I'm doing what I feel I have to do. I don't know if that's strength. Maybe it's strength. I just know I want to live. Speaking of things we're told, when my friend Susan found out the news, she said, T, she calls me T, you always said you were afraid you were going to get cancer. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, if our thoughts and words create our reality, this is one humdinger of a creation. For now, I'm recording this podcast for me. I guess it's my audio journal. My story of this surreal experience that has me feeling like I'm in an altered universe. Like I'm in a video game where I'm the little Mario brother character and instead of investigating the sewers of New York City, I'm having to not only examine everything about myself, including stuff I didn't even know existed, but also defeat something that feels fiercer than a disease, a mindset that's stuck in fear. I'm Tina Zaremba. I'm searching for strength, grace, and trust. You've been listening to Chemo Stories.